You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, you all and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, a look at the Australian film industry. And uh, sorry about the glitch at the beginning of the program. I was uh, almost in slow motion and couldn't make myself do what I needed to do. uh, Must be just the uh, effect of coming back live. Today, I've got a great uh, conversation with a person uh, called Rosemary Kariuki and Roz Horan, who's a filmmaker. Roz Horan is the filmmaker. Rosemary is the star of Rosemary's Way, which is this fantastic uh, documentary about how community can be made. Uh, but I'll let uh, Rosemary talk and Roz uh, will talk first up about how the film began and uh why it's important for anybody who's uh, a maker of community or just an ordinary person who wants to see a happier world around them should go and see this film because it's so life-affirming and also full of method about how to actually make positive change. It was, uh, I spoke to them on the Tuesday and they were going off after the conversation to a screening at Nova. It was going to be at Nova as well as uh, Classic in Elstonwick Uh, but they give you some tips about how you can, as a community member, be involved in having a screening of your own. But uh, I'll let you hear what Rosemary and Roz had to say. Roz is the first up, um, so that you can uh, think about what it is that they're talking about. So welcome. It's very nice to have you in the studio to talk to me about Rosemary's Way. Now, um, should we start with uh, how the film got made, how it started? How it started. Um, (laughs) Well, it's kind of um, a long story, really, because I was working with Rosemary on a previous project um, and I've made a... My my first film was with Rosemary on a project called The Borkham Hills African Ladies Troupe, which also, even prior to that, began as a theatre show. So I had been working with Rosemary on and off, I guess, for about five years Mm. and um, (laughs) had got to know her pretty well. And I was always aware that she was busy, busy, busy person, as she still is, even more busy. <laughs> and um, when we finally relaxed and had finished that project and sat down to talk and I asked her about what else she was doing, she told me about um, this cultural exchange project that she'd been running as her own initiative, you know, for about 14 years. And I said, when's the next one happening? That sounds interesting. I'll come and have a look. And as it happened, it was happening, you know, in two days' time. And so off I went with a camera person to to capture that, not knowing what I was going to 
be seeing and I got very excited by what I did see and then decided, well, I think there's maybe another story to tell here. There's a film to make with Rosemary. So, Rosemary, it's quite clear that you're a dynamic person, right? <laughs> I mean, you've come all the way from uh, Kenya. Uh, what was it? was in 1990? 1999. 1999. And you had mm. to find your feet. Mm. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, I came here in 1999 and uh, very far from my country and I didn't know anyone uh, and I was alone. I had left my children back home and because of being alone and I come from a very big family, I started to look for roots and something I can do instead of sitting down and feeling mercy for myself. Yeah, yeah, it must mm. have been extremely lonely. It was very, very lonely. I know how lonely it is and I've never been alone in my life. Mm. Actually, it's funny because I come from a very large family too and I came from the country. So when I first came to Melbourne mm. as a young woman, I always felt terribly lonely, but it must it have been is. magnifying for you. Yes, it was because uh, I have never stayed on my own. I like you, you go to my home right now. One God, there's not less than 20 people back home. I'm talking of my village. And even in my home, somebody was asking me the other day, how many people live here? I say, we are supposedly to be living two of us, myself and my grandson. But there's always people in my house. <laughs> like last night we had like, I think, seven or eight. Yeah. On Sunday I had nearly 20. <laughs> So in a, in a way, uh, the cultural exchange isn't just for you and the African women and all the other women that are, are immigrants to Australia, but it's to teach Australians, Aussies as you call them, mm. how to put the hand of friendship out. Yeah, the cultural exchange is, I think, a two-way thing because uh, it's very rich for both sides and both sides learn from it. Uh, the, the, the women going there, most of them never lived, have never even left uh, Sydney where they live. They don't even go to other suburbs, live alone, even going uh, outside the border of Sydney. So some of them have to go and pick them from their houses. So going to the countryside, and most of them also lived in the countryside. So going to the countryside is like uh, reliving their memory of where they came from. And the, the families who host us, they have never opened their houses for any person unless they're family members. So this is new to both sides, and they're all scared. But one thing I do, I never match them before because I always imagine you'll be thinking, oh, how will my host be looking like? How will you? Everybody will be scared. But now when we go there, we let the people match themselves. By the time we have the, because we always have an afternoon tea and some introductions, by the time you're finishing the introductions, half of the people have matched themselves. The chemistry have worked. So the other half who haven't matched themselves, and I never tell them, like, look for... So when I start saying, okay, let's start organizing who is going with who, and I say, if you have found somebody to host you, can you move that side? And that's that exactly what they do. Then the remaining ones, so we, we, we match five, ten minutes, it's over. Because nobody, <laughs> well, the only thing we check, whether there's a dog, because they are, especially the Muslims can't go where the dogs are. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, some can't if the dog will stay outside. So they say, if, if, does the dog stay outside? Because some dogs 
stay inside. So those are the things we check. But oh. we have never fa- missed. The hosts are always more than the, 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 the billets who are going there. So by the time they come back, they have made friendship. They have smelt the, 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 the fresh air in the countryside. They have watched, they have seen their big farms, let's say it's the orange farms, or maybe we, it's whatever. Each, each, each countryside is different. We have gone to Maitland, uh, Kayama, Jeringong. We have gone to Rather Glen, Karoa, and the border of New South Wales and Victoria. Do you go with the same people? Uh, Your there group? are some people who come all of them, yeah. but there's always half of them are new. Yeah. Yes, because the ones who have always come, they say it was made. They are the ones who will keep on asking, when is the next one? And I say, oh, it is in this one. Oh, put my name down. <laughs> so, and they are, it's good to, me, to mix because they are the ones who hold this, who are not very confident. They are the ones who walk with them. They are the ones who encourage them. A lot of domestic violence come out of that too. A lot of issues, children not going to school and they don't know what to do about it. So through that, they, the, the, the older ones encourage them. Mm. Well, well I was going to say, uh, yeah. I was going to say, you are fairly devious, but yeah. in actual fact, it's very clever because there's a mix between two things. Mm. One is very personal. So, yes. you, like you say, you go to their houses. Mm. You don't just say they don't let them off the hook. Mm. You follow them up. Very personal. But also yes. you've decided to work with Rose and make a film. <laughs> yes. So you've, you, you know the power of making a film. Uh, you're, you're, you want there to be dynamic change, not just for your group but in general, right? Yes. In, to start with, it never, I never thought I, twice, even when Rose told me she's going to make a, a, a documentary on it. And, and I said, okay, let's go on. And yes, today now when I look at it, even my own children told me, we never knew what you were doing. We were always saying, I'm busy, I'm busy. You are going here and there, but we never knew what you were doing. But by watching that, it has shown us what you do and it has opened our minds on what we can do. And I've seen change in my family and even my my friends. Everyone who have watched they say, Rosemary, I'm going to hug my neighbor. I'm <laughs> going to talk to those kids I see in the streets. They annoy me. But from today, I'll be going to engage with them. Today, I'm going to do everyone who have they always come to me and tell me, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do. People say, I never thought they would cry because I'm thinking, what am they crying? Every, they say, I've, never, I've not stopped crying. And people cry <laughs> because they see the, the love, the friendship, the, 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 what comes out of that. And then also they ask them, why, haven't I, why, do, why don't I do something? So this thing keeps people thinking. Even my own boss came to watch the, 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 when it was in Narelan in Sydney, and she told me, now I can, I can see, Rosemary, what you do. People oh, don't I'm, understand oh, until sure, they I'm saw sure it. You, you've <laughs> saved people's lives. Yeah, even me, personally, I didn't know that's what I do because I have never seen it. I just do. But now when I watch the documentary, wow, even me, it shocked me. <laughs> <laughs> but it, well, t- it, it's true that, the, you know, when I was making the film, there were at least um, three or four women who said to me, she's a lifesaver, she has saved my life, you know, in 
various different ways without being aware of it, but just being there, certain gestures, picking up someone when they fall down, you know, Draw, pushing them and drawing them out of themselves to connect with someone else. All of those are life-changing, can be life-changing things. Hi, my name is Rolf Deheer. I don't live in Melbourne. I live across the water in Tasmania. But if I did live in Melbourne, my number one radio station would be 3CR because it's about community and community matters. Smartphone Stories is a fun, free workshop for anyone in the community who would like to make a film using just their smartphone. We're coming to the city of Yarra at the Bagunga Nanyin North Fitzroy Library on Monday the 3rd and Monday the 10th of May. You can register for a place at www.smartphonestories.com. Proudly supported by Vic Health. A 3CR supporter. Before the genocide, a celebration of West Papuan culture, history, and struggle. Launch party Saturday, 1st of May, 3 to 9 p.m. And exhibitions of archival photos from West Papua, pre Indonesian occupation, cultural artifacts, and contemporary art by West Papuan artists. Lobe Wangai, Jeffrey Jikwa, and other members of West Papuan community here in Melbourne. Traditional West Papuan food from Joyce Kitchen and music from the Sego and Jill Kogoya. Join us for the opening night for food, music and dance at Basement Gallery, Collingwood Yards, 35 Johnston Street, Collingwood. Launch party Saturday, 1st of May, 3 to 9 p.m. Or few exhibition Sunday, 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Collingwood Yards. Before the genocide, find us on Facebook. A 3CR supporter. You're on 3CR with Annie on Showreel and we're in the middle of talking to Rosemary Kariuki and uh, filmmaker Ros Horan about a film called Rosemary's Way, uh, absolutely diverting film uh, and uh, absolutely diverting people. I mean, you're obviously a very experienced filmmaker, uh, but the sheer love of the uh, several people that allow you to follow their story, they're quite clearly so grateful to you, Rosemary, that they were prepared to tell their story. Uh, And some of them, I mean, the domestic violence is extreme. And uh, and uh, also, so for example, the young woman who uh, is a highly educated person, mm. who Anu, yes. yeah, who was under the thumb of this fool, mm. effectively, mm. Um, she was so grateful that she was she felt no shame. She mm. wanted to make sure people understood. So, tell us about the process of getting people to share their stories. Yes. Um, I mean, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. But you have to start very sort of subtly and gradually and and connect with people and get to know them. And I'm beginning to think I must have a kind of trusting face or something. (laughs) Because I don't touch wood, you know, I don't seem to have that much trouble with people relaxing and and trusting me. And And also, Rose, what she does, and maybe you don't know that, you just don't go and start talking. That's right. You 
you create a relationship. Yeah. By the time you reach now to the business, yes, <laughs> to the they serious have trusted business. you. Because yeah. you have to, other people just come and start talking. Those people, know, even if they talk to you, they not give you the whole story. They give you quarter of the story. Mm. But Rose builds it through food, through other things. And by the time they start now talking, they have even talked about what she wanted before she asks. Yeah. And that's what you need, we need to do with our clients. And and these people what also I like, they go back and support the weaker ones. And even Rose doesn't stop with the documentary. She still even now still checks with them. She checks on them and especially the vulnerable one and she say Rosemary so and so has not been answering my phone. Can you follow up? Because me, I'm so busy. Sometimes I don't have time to follow them up. So I, I start, and for sure, I find there's something, and I say, "Oh yeah, Rose, yeah, let's go and visit this one." So we we don't just do because that to be there. We we care about these women and the beauty. Also, these women are saving other women mm-hmm. because, for example, right now the women are, are, are um, having domestic violence and I'm seeing they are really suffering and they cannot break through. I use these women and I, I invite them for a coffee or something and and and, and I tell now the way but the, the, the other women I want you to to just talk to this lady and if she opens up I want you to tell her your story so that she can see if you did it she can do it. Mm. For example yeah. Pasca who you may remember was the lovely single mum from the Congo with three little boys and a disability. She is now, she told me very sort of shyly or whatever, but she said she's now the leader of a, of a women's group, you yes. know, in her community. And she sort of said very quickly, oh, I'm not really a leader, but they asked me to be a leader. You know, Rosemary's really a leader. And I said, no, no. you know, <laughs> you, you, you have learnt from Rosemary mm. and you're now a leader in your community. And even Sophia, the one who had suffered absolutely the woman from Bangladesh terrible yes. domestic violence and such a had, sweet person yeah she had you know really long lasting damage f- yeah. from that and but she is doing various part time counseling courses and again has set up a community of Bangladeshi yeah. women mm-hmm. and is is trying to train herself to become a counselor and support person in her community so it is a kind of ripple on effect waves yeah. you know mm-hmm. somebody starts it off and the waves spread and spread which mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing i mean you brought up the the kids the boys that was so heartrending. Oh, the little yeah, boys going yeah. to the country, they were, it was just so... They had never left. And Rose, when she told me, Pasca has to come, and she said, we shall get her her own accommodation. It, the, what you see is the real thing. Like, she, she, she thought I'm dreaming. Like, and you know, she doesn't like telling me no. But I could, I see her body language. This one, I don't think. Remember, I told you, I don't think this one is coming. Mm. <laughs> but she always says that was the best thing that she. That was her first time mm. to leave her home. Her children has never left Auburn, and they mm. hadn't seen cows. They yeah. hadn't been to the countryside. Mm. You know, it was just mm. like. You know, going to Disneyland or more exciting, yeah. really. It was sort of, but it really shows how important it is for those boys or all kids who are in isolated groups of people mm. to have uh, community support. And the hosts are very wonderful. 
because they make permanent friendship with the women. Oh, they even you. visit each other. Yeah. Uh, after Good. we left, they make a, a permanent friendship. And even other women move to the countryside. And, li- and, and there's one even have bought a, a home uh, in Maitland. Oh, yeah, because she couldn't get a job in Sydney. Yeah. But when she was visiting and she was saying, oh, I can't get a job in Sydney, then they said, oh, but they, 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 the host encouraged her to see whether she can get a job up there. Now she's living there very happy. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic because it's not just within the uh, Asian, uh, the Aussie community with the women. It's the women. They all come from other places. That's right. Yes. That's right. They mm. don't know each other's communities, yeah. even amongst Africans. Yeah. Uh, that, A big country, Africa. Well, that's right. Yeah. You remember Anastasia, that young African yeah. girl who was a student in Canberra, and she was, as we were, people were introducing each other, she said, I come from Africa, but I don't know Ghana or I don't know the Congo. <laughs> or I've, I've never met people from those yeah. places. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic, truly yeah. fantastic. And even when also uh, Pascal says... I want to go and see where Aussie are. Because Auburn, mm. you don't see the Australians, Australians. I want to see, when we say Australians, it's white Australians. Mm-hmm. And so when she, and I never thought that was a thing. Mm. She, so when we went to the, to, to Jeringong, everyone there is Australian. And say, oh, okay. And she stayed with them. And she, this was a new thing for her. Mm, it's a really big and deal. And you don't think yourself, like for me, I, I have friends all of my stay with them. I go, I have never thought it's an issue, but it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's eye-opening. The, your, the film itself is eye-opening to all communities within Australia. Mm. Mm. And especially this time of COVID, people have realized what they can do. People are getting to know their neighbors. People are talking to each other. Even now, even uh, the organizations, you can see, like even where I live, they had to get to know your neighbor day. (laughs) 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 I was so happy to hear that. At the places, now you can see everyone is saying, you need to be talking to each other. You need to, to... to talk to that person in the office who doesn't talk to anyone. You, you might be saving a life. Mm. And that's what comes out of this. And one thing also, these women, most of them might go, they don't have any jobs. They are shy, their languages. But they, do you know, they make friends among themselves before even we arrive there. They look jobs for each other where they work. They say, even if she doesn't speak good English, I'll be working with her. So I show her. And because they are very good hard workers, when they tell their boss, they want even more. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not only go, it opens ways. And another also story from now, the host, the, the lady when she shared, she said her husband never used to talk. When she just comes to her house, just sit there. And she, they hosted the driver. The driver is a man, and he was from Sudan. And the lady said, from that time, the husband changed. Because mm-hmm. now when uh, the, the, the driver went, they became friends. They brought the family. He brought all his family. <laughs> and then when them, they visited Fantastic. each other. And when they would come, you know, they shared. You know, now men, men, they're mm. having a beer. They started talking. And the wife said, that is the best that ever happened to their mm. marriage. Mm. The husband wow. never used to talk. But from that time, <laughs> he opened up. He started now engaging. With the Sudanese bus Sudanese driver. and even now mm-hmm. with her. Yeah, like she didn't have anything, but but she was like quiet, just calm, take a newspaper, like yeah. Oh, that's really <laughs> nice. That's very it's nice. Lovely. So mm. you're you're now uh, showing the film all over the place. 
And also you want people to be part of, uh, hope that communities will uh, actually also follow suit. Follow yes, suit. yes, we're going to. Yeah. So, so the film's opening in Melbourne and Sydney and South Australia and we're on at a film festival in Tasmania and like we have opening night tonight at Cinema Nova and um, and the classic cinema in Elston Week and then Randwick tomorrow in Sydney. But aside from this sort of cinema season, we're going to have a community outreach program and we're partnering with CWA, the Country Women's Association, who will host screenings. And then we also have um, some wonderful um, partners in the migrant sector, like Settlement Services International, mm. who will bus in migrant women from that area to watch the film with the CWA women. So we're kind of mirroring, you know, something that Rosemary does in the film and they'll watch it together and we're creating a community activation resource kit which will help guide them, you know, make all sorts of suggestions on the way they can set up events in their own community to build bridges, you know, between the different ethnic groups. Fantastic. And if everyone sees that uh, film... They'll see what they can do, and they'll have even an, a different perspective of looking at other people. They'll start having to see how the migrants who have come here, or the refugees who have come here, how they're engaging with the Australians here. They realize, wow, we are we we are, we are shutting ourselves from all this happiness, and <laughs> and it helps them start opening their mind of what can I do, and they start doing it. And when I go to talk, I always tell them. You don't have to be like Rosemary, but you can do your own way, something small. You can go and sit next to somebody. Maybe they just need somebody, even if you're not talking. Mm. And just sitting next to them, is that something you have done? You can, so many in the shops, you can see a woman struggling with that with, with pram and with the shopping. And you can just say, Mom, are you okay? Do you want some help? Yep. So there's so many things we can all do. And can you imagine if everybody did anything, something small, what a better world it would be? Everybody would be dancing in the streets. (laughs) (laughs) It will always be happy hour. (laughs) Thank you for coming and talking to me. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you very much. And yes, it is a fantastic film, uh, Rosemary's Way. And they were talking to me on Tuesday, so those opening nights that they were talking about were earlier in the week. But uh, you can find the film at those locations. Also, uh, if you do want to run a community uh, um, screening, you should go to FanForce. FanForce is a community screening hub for this film and many others. Now, uh, we're finished and uh, Published or Not is coming up and I'm going to go out with the end of uh, the Mia Dyson song, Roll On.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.